0: Have you ever wondered if you are ready to go to a public jazz jam session? Maybe you feel anxiety about actually doing this. Maybe this is a big goal for you. Well, in today's episode, I'm going to go over a checklist and an order of things to do when thinking about whether you are ready to go to a jazz jam session and, of course, actually going through with it. Let's do this thing. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards. We're musicians just like you. Learn how to play jazz all while shortening the learning curve no matter what instrument you play. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. So psyched to have you here, whether you're a first-time listener or a long-time listener. Now, whether you're in either of those camps, one thing that I do know is that many of you have a goal of playing at jazz jam sessions or at least feeling more confident when you go play at jam sessions now jam sessions is a big cultural thing within the genre of jazz uh, it's really what the music is kind of all about it's going out and playing with other people and improvising and reacting with each other and i hear from a lot of my inner circle members they're like hey I really want to play at a jam session, but I'm feeling anxious about actually going to do it. How do I know when I'm ready? So I'm going to talk about how you do know, as well as a checklist of items that I would say would be best practices to help you prepare to go to a jazz jam session, but also after you have gone to start feeling more confident and uh, some mindsets also that I want you to have around this particular uh, concept of going to a jazz jam session so that you can enjoy yourself. Okay, Uh, now before we do that, of course, we have to thank our sponsor, which is our very own LGS Inner Circle membership. You know, there's this quote by Benjamin Franklin, which is, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. So if you indeed do need some help with preparing yourself for something like a jazz jam session or just want to become a better jazz improviser, a better jazz bass, piano, saxophone, trumpet player, guitar player, you name it, then you need to check out the LGS Inner Circle. We learn a new jazz standard every single month in our Jazz Standards Club. We do it together, a community of over a thousand other musicians playing all sorts of instruments with all the resources that you need to succeed. But we also have lots of amazing jazz practice programs to help you get a path towards jazz success whether it be through our 30 steps to better jazz playing course our jazz blues accelerator course our rhythm changes accelerator course and many others we have the tools that you need the courses to help you on your journey along and of course we do monthly live Q&As and our monthly jazz mastermind if you have any questions for me you can get some actual uh, reaction time from me there we have some basics 101 courses we even have some instrument accelerator courses. Courses, and we also have just a really thriving community in there. It, it really is a motivating environment. So much fun to see everybody practicing and playing and posting the recordings. You're gonna love it. So go to ljsinnercircle.com. Would love to have you uh, become a member over there with us. Ljsinnercircle.com. All right, let's get right into this. How do we know we're ready to go to a jazz jam session? Okay, so let's start with a few things here, okay? I want to frame the rest of this podcast episode from a perspective of someone who is particularly anxious, right? Like, they want to be like we were just talking about the Benjamin Franklin quote, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. Like they want to be prepared because they're anxious about failing, right? They're anxious about looking, I don't know, maybe stupid when they go up to play. They're anxious about getting lost. Um, they're anxious that they won't know the tunes that the musicians are calling. Like this is a big thing, right? So this is a big goal for someone who just is not really feeling comfortable, right? And they're just not sure if they're ready, right? So that's kind of the way I'm framing these, this checklist for you. So the first thing that I would say as far as are you ready is do you know the basics of how to play your instrument, right? You, if you don't know how to the basics of playing your instrument, then you're probably definitely not there and ready to go uh, play at a jazz jam session. So that's one, I guess, one thing we have to get out of the way first, right? Um, do you actually know some jazz standards, right? If you don't know jazz standards yet, you're going to have a really hard time even attempting to play at a jazz jam session. Um, The next question is, have you improvised and can you improvise on a basic level over a jazz standard? Okay, now let me define basic level because this is where a lot of people get hung up with like whether they're ready or not. I, I don't mean that you're able to play like the musicians that you hear on the recordings you listen to. I absolutely don't mean that. I don't mean that uh, you're playing at a level where you feel satisfied or happy with your playing, right? This is a big one. Most of the time, you're not going to be satisfied with your jazz playing. I'm not. Some of my mentors have told me that they're not. So, it's likely that you're just never going to 100% be satisfied with the way you're playing. And you might say back to me, Brent, well, Brent, I'm not a professional jazz musician like you. You probably play at a much higher level. I know you play at a much higher level. Um, I really like, honestly, I'm kind of stuck just playing pentatonic scales and I'm really stuck on playing the modes or, or whatever have you, right? I, I'm just, I don't feel like I'm there. Okay. Really? I want you to start developing this mindset around, you are never going to fully become a a confident jazz improviser. You're never going to be feeling prepared to go to a jazz jam session if you don't actually go to a jazz jam session and get up there and play and learn from that experience, which I'll talk about in a second, how we can learn from the experience, right? So when I say a basic level of improvising, I'm talking about just actually being able to get through A jazz standard improvising like putting on a backing track can you put on a backing track can you improvise a few choruses of solo maybe you don't love everything that you're playing maybe you you know totally don't think that you're playing the changes the way you want to or the jazz language but you can improvise and you have some tools okay then i think you're ready to go to a jazz jam session okay so if you know the basics of your instrument Right, pretty well. If you can play some jazz standards, and if you're able to get by improvising over a jazz standard, then I think that you are ready to go to a jazz jam session. Okay, now let's define jazz jam session a little bit more. Right now, a jam session can be as um, you know unintimidating as you want it to be or it could be just as intimidating as you could possibly imagine. So for example, on one side of the spectrum, the unintimidating realm could be you are literally calling up a friend and getting together to play with one other person that you know also is interested in playing jazz. Okay, so just you and one other person. Um, Probably this is someone that you're familiar with, they're not a complete stranger, perhaps even they're a friend of yours, right? Or even a family member. So in that sense, there's a lot of safety involved, right? As far as worrying about the way you look in front of other people, which we'll talk more about that. That's a big psychological dynamic that happens with you know, performing music, but definitely going to jam sessions, okay? So it could be that. That could be what a jam session actually is. It could be, I would say the next level up from there is you know, getting together with a larger group of people, maybe like a quintet or a quartet or um, a quintet of other people, some that you may not know and others that you do know, but you're meeting together at somebody's house or maybe it's even your house. But you know, you're maybe you have a few other peers that know somebody else, and you're all getting together in a fairly um, not as public environment, right? Okay, so that's the next level up. The level up from there is you do go to a public jam session that you know about. It could be at a coffee shop, could be at a bar uh, in your town or city, whatever happens to be. Um, But you know, it's 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 there's a lot of other musicians that are kind of in the same. Like there is maybe perhaps a house band. um, You know, I I know in where I grew up, I grew up in Boise, Idaho, and there are 100 percent great musicians out there that are are really good, but you know in general, going up to the jam sessions there, there was lots of other musicians who weren't necess- didn't, didn't have all their stuff together so it's not as intimidating as, as a jam session as when I moved to New York City, and suddenly you have just some world class musicians playing around, and that's a little bit more intimidating okay so there's that kind of level of jam session that you may have, and then the one that I just described is probably the most intimidating it's you go to um smalls is a jazz club here in new york city and you go to the late night session and um the house band is just absolutely incredible and you listen to the actual performance before the late night session started at one o'clock in the morning and you know There's a lot of really good players from all around the world that are going to these sessions. And so if you're someone who's more of a beginner or intermediate player, you might not feel very comfortable at all going to a jam session like that. And that's totally, totally fine. And so one thing when we're talking about these different jam sessions, I want you to think about is which one is appropriate for you to go to right now, right? So for example, if you're someone who is scared of going to a jam session at all, maybe consider themselves a beginner jazz musician, I wouldn't go straight to the Smalls Jam Session in New York City, like maybe have a trip there next month, right? Or maybe in your local city or town, you know of a session that feels like that, that just feels like, whoa, this is you know, everybody who's kind of showing up to this is playing at a much higher level. Um, it's not that you shouldn't go to that jam session eventually, even if you're not as good as the other players. It's just, that's probably not where you want to start. And, you know, you want to, you want to try to find a jam session that is kind of more appropriate for your level of growth. It's it's like, you know, if I want to become a chef, the first thing I do is I'm not gonna. Um, I, I not that I'd be able to do this, but I'm not gonna go and get um, a job as a line chef at a Michelin star restaurant tomorrow. Like I just came up with this idea. I want to be a professional chef. Um, not again. Not that that well, this would actually be feasible. But all of a sudden, I'm uh, I'm at uh, Danielle in, in in Manhattan. I'm the sous chef there that would be the most stressful environment for me possible to learn how and I would fail miserably over and over and over again. Right. It'd be it would be so bad that I would probably be holding the rest of the other I would definitely be holding the rest of the other chefs back from actually doing service and getting the meals out and and all that stuff. Right. So I wouldn't jump right to that. Right. I would start very small. I would start by like I'm the dishwasher, right? Inside the in the uh in the restaurant, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm there, but I'm also helping getting the ingredients to everybody. Then I move up to the fry station and then so on and so forth. And then, Hey, like now I can, you know, I, I'm able to work at an Applebee's. I can go, to, you know, you see where I'm going with this. Right. And I want you to think about it more like that for yourself too. And when you think about it that way, it really takes a lot of the pressure off. Okay. But let's just say again, that you have um, uh, what I would call a middle of the road public jam session in front of you, okay? Let's just say that it's at this bar in your city, your town, and it starts at eight o'clock or nine o'clock p m, um something like that. And you know, there is a good mixture. The house band's good. Um, there's a good mixture of of experienced players. You notice some intermediate players there. Maybe you feel as a beginner that this could be a little bit of an intimidating situation, okay? So what would I do to prepare for this jam session, right? To feel comfortable. So this is what I would do. Step number one, I would know at least five jazz standards. At least five jazz standards I know already. And I say at least, meaning like that's the minimum. Know at least five jazz standards because... A five jazz standards obviously will show that you have some experience with these standards. Like, you know, some of the repertoire, you have actually explored them. And it means that you've been exposed to a multitude of different harmonic situations. That's why, for example, in our inner circle membership, we learn a new one every single month because we're constantly being exposed to new musical situations, right? Okay. So that's that, right? Learn Make sure you know five jazz standards. And when I say know them, like you feel actually fairly comfortable with them. Like you feel like you really have memorized the chord changes. And I'm not talking about like you, you, there's no sheet music involved with this, right? You've memorized this, you know, the melody by heart. If you're a guitar player or a piano player, you can play the chords and comp, um, you are able again to improvise on a very basic level like i talked about before over top of these five jazz standards so before before anything starts make sure you've done some homework there right right that's the minimum five jazz standards for me okay um now, of course, by the way, if you want me to be a little more specific there, I actually don't think that those five jazz standards should include a blues, right? A blues, you should know how to play the blues, and that it's, it's quite likely that could get called at a jam session, a blues, Um, and that would be actually a great one to jump into for your first tune at a jam session, but blues I, I consider separate, so I would definitely know a few different blues heads, right? So if you want to add that to the list, I'm really talking about standards separate from the blues. I wanted to make that clarifier. Okay, so that's step number one. Step number two is to go to the jam session and evaluate, basically be a fly on the wall. I don't want you to actually play at the jam session. Um, And perhaps you've already done this and that's why you're intimidated to go perhaps. But the idea of this is you're going to go to the jam session just to suss out What it's like, because if you just see what it's like first, it might actually just help you understand the inner workings and start alleviating some fears. Like, for example, you may wonder, well, how do I know when to get up to play? Or how do I know who to talk to to get up to play? Well, if you're just kind of sitting there, um, having a beer, watching the situation unfold, you can probably start observing the behaviors of the other musicians. Like, okay, I I saw that uh, a musician asked to go play. Or maybe sometimes at jam sessions, there's like a list. Like you write your name down on the list if it's a fairly busy jam session, or maybe if it's not a very busy jam session, it is kind of just like people go up and play whenever they want or step off whenever they want. So, um, observe that, observe what's happening there. Maybe introduce yourself to the band leader there, the house band leader. If there is one just to be like, Oh, Hey, by the way, like I play and I, and I would love to come. I'm just kind of watching today. Right. And it, it's okay to like literally establish yourself in front of those people and, and kind of hint them or let them in on, on, on the, on the knowledge that maybe you're not, um, the most advanced player, and this is, But this is something that you want to do, so you're, you're checking it out. I mean, you're starting to develop a relationship with the people that you're actually going to be dealing with there, right? So th- there's nothing wrong with that. That's a good thing to do is just make yourself feel comfortable, introduce yourself to the people. Now, the main most important thing, though, that I want you to be doing when you're at this jam session just observing is I want you to be writing down or uh, at least taking notes what are the jazz standards that are being called at this jam session that I don't know? Right. Because one big anxiety that a lot of people have, I've certainly felt this before, is you go to a jam session and you finally get up there, and, um, you know, maybe a couple musicians get up, and one of the musicians that get up says, I'd like to play um, This I Dig of You. Right. And, All of a sudden you're like, I I don't know that tune. And and let's just say everybody else is like, Oh, yeah, sure, let's play that tune. You have to be the guy to say, I don't know it, right? (laughs) And it's 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 kind of a bad feeling, even though it shouldn't be. It should be but sometimes it just feels bad. So then what you'll do is is they'll say, Okay, well, what's one that you know? And and maybe and you can call one and and hopefully, or sometimes what happens is you know they'll say, okay, well, do you know this one? And then if you just don't know that one, okay, well, you know this one, then you don't know that one. And it gets embarrassing, right? It gets it, it gets kind of embarrassing. And maybe eventually they'll ask you, like I was about to say, well, which ones do you know? And then you can say a tune. But it's best that you just start to get to know what some of the tunes are that are being called, right? And I, I typically find that At a jam session, um, depending on the jam session, but a lot of times at at a local jam session, there are kind of a bag of tunes that are being called. It's not necessarily, and it's not a bag of 100 tunes. It's like a more of a bag of like 20, 25 tunes that are being called, right? So basically, just get to know what some of those tunes are that you don't know. Write them down. And then basically go back and start learning them. Now you don't have to learn all of the tunes that you don't know before going there. Inevitably, you're always going to go to a jam session and not know a tune until you become somebody that just has a huge vocabulary of jazz standards under their belt. Um, and you don't even—if you want to, of course—then you're you're always going to have a situation where you don't know a tune, but at least what you can go is say, well, there's these three tunes that were called um, and, and perhaps you observed a second time at this jam session and you heard those three tunes called again. Well, at least I know those three now. And I know that generally the people that show up here know that song. So, um, you know, it, it really will take some of the pressure off. So now you're going to go work on a couple of those tunes that, you know, are going to be called, get to know them, practice them, feel good about them. Okay. So that's step number three, which is you're going to learn the tunes that you do not know. Okay, I, I kind of segued from two into three. Number three is you're going to learn the tunes that you don't know. So number one was you know five jazz standards already. Two was go to the session and evaluate, and three is to learn the tunes that you don't know, or at least some of the tunes that you don't know. Okay, now step number four. This is a, a preparatory item that I would. Do personally, um, and it doesn't have to be done in this order. Um, you can do this at any time, but I would certainly certainly recommend, especially if you're very nervous to go to a jam session, and that would be to record yourself improvising and playing these jazz standards, whether it be with a metronome or with a backing track, and listen back to the recording. Right, listen back and evaluate where some of your shortcomings were. So, for example. If you're noticing that over a particular jazz standard, you're getting lost a lot, which getting lost in a jazz standard, by the way, it happens to everybody. Even great players get lost. But that could be a really embarrassing moment for you, right? Like personally, if you go to a jam session and you get lost in the middle of your solo or what have you, I've I've gotten lost in a solo before and literally ended my solo in the total wrong spot. And it's embarrassing. Like when that happens... It's not a good feeling, right? So maybe you notice that when you're recording yourself, and so you know, okay, we got to solve this problem. Like we got to figure out what part am I getting lost, or what is the the downfall that I'm experiencing, or what are some other musical tools I need under my belt um, to ensure that this doesn't continually happen on this jazz standard, right? Maybe the the result is you don't know the melody well enough. Maybe you don't know the chord changes well enough. Um, maybe you need to spend some time actually listening to that song and practicing keeping track with it. I mean, there's a number of things um, I've done episodes before on how not to get lost in a jazz standard. So I won't go into that today, but the point is the recording yourself phase is all about you trying to figure out what kind of things could possibly go wrong in the jam session. Now, again, I don't mean that if you hear yourself in the recording and you're like, well, I hated that line and I hated that note I played and I hated my rhythm on this and wow, I don't know enough Charlie Parker ideas and like though this goes on and on. I guess I can't go to the jam session until I fix all those problems. One hundred percent, that is not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is by recording yourself, you're at least going to be aware of some things that could go wrong and be giving yourself the opportunity to know what you can uh, fix in the short term okay, to help you feel more prepared. Again, it's all about preparation, not perfection. It's about preparation. Okay. Step number five is you're actually going to go to the jam session and call a tune that you know well. Okay. Call a tune that you know well. So again, this is the step where you're actually going and it's important that you just remember uh, some mindset set stuff here I want to talk about. It's important that you remember that perfection is the enemy of progress. You're, ju- you're never going to be perfect. You're never going to be the best player in the room. You're probably going to make a mistake. Um, you're probably not going to know a tune. Um, you, like, it-, it is going to happen. You're probably not going to like everything you played. There's a good possibility you're going to have uh, performance anxiety and your blood pressure is going to go up and you're going to feel flush. And there's a, there's a possibility you're going to end your solo and and you know maybe feel a little bit awkward or whatever, whatever have you, right? A lot of these things could happen and they will happen, but you can't ever overcome any of these things unless you go. And the important thing, to think about when you're actually going to the jam session is that this isn't a personal thing. Like this is about you experimenting and you trying, right? You can't learn to ride a bike unless you start trying to ride the bike, right? It's just impossible to, you could read about riding the bike. You could listen to podcasts about riding the bike. You could watch YouTube videos about riding the bike, but until you get on the bike and you start pedaling, you're not going to know how to ride a bike. It's something that has to be experienced. So getting your Ego out of the way is going to be really important. It's not about you looking good, right? It's about you learning something and it's about you edging closer towards your goal of feeling confident to play at a jam session, right? Okay. So go to the session and call a tune you know. And and I say call a tune you know because if you know it well, and when I say no, I mean you know it well. When you call a tune that you know well, automatically you're putting yourself in the best position that you have right now right it's like you have the best strategy going of where you are currently. Maybe it's not the best position anyone could be in. That would be like John Coltrane showing up to a jam session, he's gonna be really awesome. He's in a good position there. You aren't gonna be in that position, but it's the best that you have right now. So there's a tune that you're, like you would consider yourself, that's the best tune. I'm, I'm the best at this particular tune, okay? So do that. Now, this sometimes might require, again, to understand how the jam session works like you know go up there and see if you can just say you can be the one to call the tune or if you don't know a tune and you know, don't be afraid just say hey I'm sorry I don't know that one um you know my first time at the to se- the session do you mind if we play this song you know most of the time people are going to be pretty nice about it like unless you go to again to some a vibey strange intimidating um, jam session, which that can happen in more competitive environments like New York City, for example. I mean, not always, but it can happen. You know, th- people are going to be like, oh, okay, you know this tune. Let's all play it. Let's, let's, you know, let's play a tune that you know. Let's play a tune that's going to make you feel good. Right. So feel free to assert yourself a little bit to set yourself up for that success. Okay. So now you've been to the session, you've done the song, who knows, maybe you play another song that you know as well and that goes well, or at least, you know, you're able to, to get through some songs. Right. Um, and by the way, don't feel pressured to do more than one song. If all you have the emotional capacity to do is to play one song, then by all means, like just play one song. For example, it's like, you know, if, 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 you're, if you're trying to get into running, but you don't have the capacity to run um, a marathon or a half marathon or a 5K, then probably just start with running one lap, right? <laughs> like, pra- like just one run one lap and then like you can run some more laps once you kind of get used to the idea of running and what that's going to feel like on your lungs and your legs and stuff. So same thing with this, just do what you're capable of to. take the pressure off the situation. Don't, don't force yourself to, to do something that you don't want to do. Just try to take a baby step, for example. Okay. So that's step number five, go to the session, call a song that you actually know. Step number six, and this is important because this is after the jam session and that is reevaluate successes and failures. Okay. reevaluate what went well, what didn't go so well and then you can kind of come up with a plan of what you're going to do next. So now some successes could be, I went to the jam session, right? <laughs> like like you weren't going to go to the jam session. You didn't want to go to it, but you actually showed up. That's a success right there. Um, success would be, I knew one of the songs, right? Success would be, I got through one of the songs. Success could be, I was able to improvise a solo over the song. It could be even a, a more of a success than that, like, I actually liked the solo I played over top of that particular song. Um, A success could be more of a social one because jam sessions are quite social. Um, I'm like, I'm kind of on the border of introvert and extrovert. I tend a little bit introverted, but like it can be kind of, it can kind of wear me down to go to a jam session, if I'm being honest, right, uh, socially. And so maybe you could be that same way too, but you made some connections, like you talked to some of the musicians and they were friendly and you were friendly, and that in and of itself can kind of deflate some of the pressure around that jam session, right? So maybe that's a success for you. Um, some failures that could come up. I was so nervous that I lost my spot, right uh I was so nervous that like it just I didn't have fun right that that absolutely can happen. It's like you just you're so anxious about playing that you were overwhelmed and so when i we're talking about evaluating successes and failures, we want to think about let's do more of the successes next time we go and this is by the way, for becoming a better jazz musician like let's figure out what's going well. And 2x that, 3x that, 4x that. And then let's figure out what the failures were or the things that didn't go as well. We um, guess failure is kind of not the best word, but the things that didn't go as well. And let's let's just simply figure out some strategies to help alleviate that a little bit. Like, what are some things that we can do? Like, oh, I got lost in this particular song. So let's make our entire practice a focusing around playing that song, right? And practicing not getting lost in that song, right? That's that's going to help set you up for more success there, right? Um, maybe a failure was, you know, you were intimidated by another one of the musicians. I consider that would be, again, I, maybe failure is not the right word to, to, to use, but it wouldn't be something that would be desirable. Um, you know, literally practice like mindset stuff, like, I'm not there to sound as good as that person. It's fine that I don't sound as good as that person. Like, I'm here to learn from this person. I'm here to be in, like, literally in the same room as this person. They're playing music. That's going to help you get better, right? So, start reframing the narrative. Like, those could be some strategies. So, the checklist again, this is a checklist for going to a jam session if you are especially worried about it. Number one, know at least five jazz standards. Number two, go to a session and evaluate what tunes are being called. Number three, learn the tunes that you don't know, or at least some of them. Number four, record yourself and identify weak points. Number five, go to the session and call a tune you know. And number six, reevaluate successes and failures. And then of course, the bonus step would be rinse and repeat. Go to the, the session again and keep going. And the more you get used to it, probably the easier it's it's going to be, right? All right. So that's all of my tips today for trying to decide are you ready and what to do if you are feeling intimidated about going. All right, that's all for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. Super, super Super appreciate it. And I never take for granted anyone listening to this podcast. I really don't. Um, really excited, happy, thrilled, honored to help you with your dad's playing every single week. Um, of course, would love to have the honor and the opportunity to help you prepare for that jam session inside the inner circle, the LJS inner circle. So go to ljsinnercircle.com. Um, if you have been on the fence for a while, like, Hey, Now's the best time to join, uh, no matter what. Like So come come join us. The water's fine. ljsinnercircle.com. Right, we're going to be coming out with a great quick win episode of the podcast this upcoming Friday. So make sure you subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever. Love to have you. And we'll see you back then. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes. And don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask. That's LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask.